0: Here's Autumn Miles.
1: Hey guys, it's Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. Tuning in, I have gotten in studio guest, and this is actually part two of um, two shows. We did part one yesterday. We're doing part two today. I'm not going to waste any time. I want to jump right in with my guest. Her name is Casey Van Norman. She's an author. She's a, a, a professional counselor, which I love because I think um, sometimes people are scared to go to counseling. And I think it is one of the most incredible tools that we have um, that God has given us through people like Casey. She's talking today about her book, Nothing Wasted. And, and I just want to pick it up for you. Yesterday, we um, we kind of got to know each other a little bit. And then we went into her life story. Um, she was talking about how she uh, pledged purity at a True Love Waits conference, which I went to one of those when I was actually I probably went to two or three. Um, but she got the ring. She did the thing, made a commitment. And then three months later, she was um, raped by uh, someone that that Came in and assaulted her. We're going to pick up the conversation there. Welcome to the show again, Casey.
0: Autumn, this is great and awesome. Love you. So grateful. I'm so, so glad honored. you're here.
1: And I'm so glad that you're like my twin. And we didn't even know. They're the same. So um, I want to segue into picking it up where we were. You're talking about yesterday you um, were brutally raped and um, molested and... Um, It did something. of course, the the physical rape does something to you physically, but mentally, um, what happened in your mind, you went to church, you grew up in the church. Um, but you started talking to the Lord and saying, I kept my promise. Mm -hmm. I was going to keep my promise, but here I got raped three Mm -hmm. months after I I made this promise and Satan got in and, and let's continue that conversation.
0: Yeah, and you said something really profound yesterday. You said um, that you saw yourself the way that your mm-hmm. is it your it's your ex ex husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, sorry. I want to make sure you you talk publicly about all of this. Too, oh yes, know. and that that is so true. We begin to see God mm-hmm. as the the offender. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that that um, is to blame for all of this. You know, and and really, at the end of it, so for me, I had a, a rape experience, a sexual assault experience, but really any kind of a of a trauma in our life where God is can no longer continue to be mm. who we think He is, mm. or anyone else for that matter. And so, in that situation of a, of a, of a rape, or where you're just you know, I'm I, I don't want it I don't want it to be so heavy and big that pe- that listeners don't feel like they can connect. Mm-hmm. I mean, a part of the book that I talk about is this is. Every part of our life. This is not just insignificant things. These, I mean, th- uh, things that we think are scandalous, but insignificant things like doing the laundry. I mean, how is God using all of mm-hmm. this, big and small? And to that end, um, this can feel, we can experience trauma in like a rejection. Mm-hmm. I mean, having a group of friends that have loved us and then suddenly don't. And we're just, it, the whole point of this is that God wants to be our reality Mm. he doesn't want to continue to be just this subjective thing that's one-dimensional that is all we know based on our parents based on our upbringing based on the trauma in our life he's a whole thing and through this pain through this kind of ripping away of what we think we know it's really a reframing of trauma a reframing of pain a reframing of loss um of man god is setting me up in a way to experience the fullness of who he is and that what the mindset that i would now wrestle with is absolute and and utter shame mm-hmm. that who would want me yeah who would want and i'm growing up in the bible belt so i'm looking at all and all, you're in church this whole time i'm in church and all i know is that um this is What I'm, who I'm supposed to be, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm supposed to look like this, yeah. And now, I'm used goods. Mm -hmm. Now I'm broken. Mm -hmm. And what good, godly Christian man, Mm. virgin man, for that matter, is going to want me? Yeah. And so there's where that is right there. That's that little wedge of the lie. Did God really say, Casey, that you could have this? Christian marriage—that you could have a man that would love you forever, mm. um, that you could have a man that would not reject you on your worst day, or mm. walk out like your dad did, or abuse, you know, substances like your family did to just get by—and and so all of these things, I'm going, okay, you know what, God, if if this is my future, you know, if you, if this is what's going to happen when I say I trust you, when I say I promise to you, if I'm going to, you know, experience this, then watch what I'm going to do to you. Mm. And and what happened from there? Oh man. I mean just whatever t-shirt you want to put the blank I mean blank on truly I've been there bought the t-shirt went to the <laughs> concert. So just tampered with all of it. Drugs, partying, alcohol. Um but my drug of choice was church. Mm-hmm. So this whole time I'm le- I'm living this life in the day. Yeah. And it's really pretty and it's really cleaned up and I'm doing the thing and I'm leading on the praise team and I'm on church staff. And I meet this great man. So fast forward, I'm a teenager, do all the teenager buddy stuff, whatever you want to put there, did it. So let me just stop you
1: right there. So you believe that this, so here you are, I I just want to get this right because we got a lot of churchy people that listen to the show. Um, Here, here you have this one traumatic experience and granted you are young. So, so there's adolescence that plays into this probably as well. Yes. But, but this formed your thinking about God, right? For the next unforeseeable future, right? So you, rather than looking at God as a good Father mm-hmm. and as we should look at Him, you've got this. You're almost skeptical of Him, you right? Know, why didn't you keep your? Why did you allow this to? Happen? So you're acting out basically based on this one traumatic experience. Would you say that was correct? So good. I'm
0: so glad you stopped and called that out.
1: Yes. Some, it, some of the things I think, it, and I want to just bring this out there, when people that go through these traumatic experiences, you, you sometimes we have to take a step back and we have to look and it sometimes it's just one traumatic event or maybe a year of traumatic events or something like that, that puts us almost in a downward spiral. I know that's what happened to me. It was the decision to marry my ex-husband that, oh my goodness, here I am um b- brutally abused um and and it and it formed my thinking about god so i feel like there might be people that are listening right now that are saying wow something maybe not rape but something has happened to me that i have not dealt with and because i have not dealt with it I now I'm I've got I'm, I'm having an aha moment that maybe some of these things I'm experiencing now go back to that event. Yes. What you need to do is not beat yourself up. You need to go back to that event. Ding, ding, Ta-
0: ding. Bring me, bring <laughs> take, take me from there. Yeah, that is the whole construct of the book. Oh, this is what I do perfect. in the book is I help readers go from this. Pa- Why would I say your past defines you? Because all of it is useful material. In the kingdom of God, mm. all everything that we have been through or has happened to us or around us or in it matters forever.
1: Yes, there is a
0: big picture going on here. There's an eternal work going on here that we don't see fully. We just see a mirror dimly right now. Mm. Um, but he knows us fully mm. and he has seen and gone before every single experience in our life. So if we can begin to put that in an eternal order, I really do believe we start to exist in freedom and it's not just something we're over spiritualizing and talking about in the church oh we want to be free we want we want no shame in our life okay what does that really look like right and and you do have to go back to go forward because the past tells you the truth yes the past tells you the truth about who god is yeah and who we are Mm -hmm. as people and it gives you loads of empathy and here's the break (laughs) i mean this may help some parents of teenagers we talked about this yesterday but also me going through this as a teenager and when we experience any kind of trauma. And trauma, let me clarify that as well, because ultimately we we tend to look at this as big things like a rape or adultery or divorce, that this is trauma. They are. But trauma can be anything that tells our mind it can no longer go on this mm. way. Something, there's a rupture yeah. in our life that says that can be a job loss, you know. Um, that can be a rebellious child. Just saying things cannot continue this way. And this is God redirecting us into the fullness of his love.
1: My guest today, Casey Van Norman, she wrote a book, Nothing Wasted, uh, Nothing Wasted, God Uses the Stuff You Wouldn't. I want you to take me from, okay, Downward Spiral, but then we see Find Justin over there in the corner. Right. Um, take me through, you just you just said something I want to talk about um, while you're finishing your story, because I want to get to the, the contents of the book here. Um, you just said church was your drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about Justin and church was your drug of choice yeah. all at the same
0: time? <laughs> Yes, I can. Yes, okay. I can. You know, so the only thing left for us in any kind of, um, you know, painful season, we have a painful season. And what our brain does is it shuts down in and on ourself and it gives an alarm and it says, no one can be trusted. Mm. No love can be trusted. Don't risk it again. You know, put a guard up. And so the only thing left for us to do in that place is earn. And church, the... The or let me not say church because I, I absolutely love the church. <laughs> and the place that I thought I would never step foot in again is actually the place where I have received so much healing. Amen. And I want listeners to hear that. To go back to church. Um, but religion. Yeah. Religion sets us up to earn. And if we get it mixed up, if we put obedience in front of grace, Mm. we will miss it. Mm -hmm. And when you grow up in that culture and you see everyone living this life and no one's talking about the real stuff, no one's talking about rape, no one's talking about adultery, no one's talking about divorce or homosexuality or uh, what. talk to me about those things. But in the Bible Belt of the world. We struggle to yeah. have emotional language to talk about these things. And so we're all just covering them mm. with religious duty and obedience. And we, if we mix that up, so this is what I did. So I meet Justin, and what Justin becomes for me is just another thing to deflect from the lie. Wow. Just another thing that I can cover the most honest place with so that I don't have to confess, because maybe people will look at his goodness Mm. and not see my bad, Mm. or my doubt, or my fear, or my shame, or whatever it was. And I remember Autumn standing at the altar. It was like this eerily surreal experience, because here I am, (laughs) 10 years later, marrying my husband. I'd been at the altar promising this, but I know. I'm marrying a virgin man. Mm. I will be the first person that he has sex with. And he has no clue. He Um, He knows I'm not a virgin, but he does not know the extent of my sexual promiscuity. He does not know the extent of the shame of the rebellion in my life. And I'm standing here kind of this inner child. I mean, it's like 15-year-old Casey still getting Mm. married because I've dealt with nothing. Wow. I've dealt with nothing. And I'm using him, even Mm. my marriage, Mm. and the goodness of it to try to deflect myself again and other people. And so I just, here's the truth of it. And I'm going to fast forward for time because I want listeners to hear this. I rolled on, uh, bought a house, white picket fence, babies, had some babies, smocked monograms, um, (laughs) all of it. All of it. Did it. And at the end of the day, I would find myself in our closet. Oh, my gosh. I cry when I talk about this because it is so present,
1: girl. I cry all the time, girl. Woo, I've cried good. like 50
0: times on this show. I get on people's oh, no. nerves, I know, but no. Here I, I am, it. five years into marriage, and there's now my best friend's husband who is um, noticing things in me that my husband seems to have forgotten, mm. and um, I am playing with this lie again that you know at the end of the day Justin's going to leave me, so might as well, and I. Give myself to a three-year affair with my best friend's husband in the church, all of us on church staff, in leadership, and cover it for three years. And I am surrounded by this 4,000-square-foot home with pottery barn rugs and the nicest cars and leather heat seats, all of it, girl, all of it, <laughs> I had. Um, and I am on my face in the closet mm. every single night, weeping. Mm. over my sin, weeping over my st- my internal state. And I'm 15 years old mm. because when I was 15, even five, I would go into the closet and I would tuck under the clothes and I would rock back and forth just to try to drown out the yelling in the other room or um, to just secretly cut my arm one more time to feel some kind of ownership in my life. And this is what I just, I want, I hope someone's having a light bulb moment right now to go. They are. I'm still 15. Mm. I'm still five because I've never truly trusted God. I'm just using obedience. I'm just using religion to mask the honesty. And so this is why we can be Christians all day long for years and years and walk in complete bondage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've got to get it right in the church. We've got to get it right in our heart. Freedom begets obedience. Obedience does not bring freedom. Mm -hmm. Freedom, Mm -hmm. when we know who we are, when we quit just talking about grace and we actually receive it for yeah. ourselves, now that, mm. that's the undoing of Jesus Christ. Mm. That's what he will do in our life. And that's what he did for, my, for me. Mm. And that's what I write about. Talk about love.
1: Oh, okay. I have a, a thousand things to ask you. Okay. Um, three years. Yeah. Your husband said something to you Yes. When he, when you told him about the affair. I don't want to get this wrong. You tell the story. I want to hear what he said. To you,
0: he looked at me in the face, and this was really where the book started to write itself. Um, he looked at me completely uh, everything you want to, everything you think he felt, he felt. So I don't want to downplay that. He was mad. He wanted to leave. He was um, hurt. He was physically nauseous the moment I told him he was sick, and. I'm broken, and I am believing that he's going to walk and take my kids, and that's what I deserve, Autumn. Truly, I mean, I am a broken woman who's betrayed and hurt everyone in my life and I have collateral damage of broken relationships in my life. And I'm so mad. And it's at almost everything. like that's
1: what you know. Yeah, it's what that's I know. What it's what know. I love. People, it's I, like like talk, what you're comfortable
0: with. Almost, that's mm. absolutely right. Mm. Absolutely, and that is where we've got to be on guard in our heart because the reason I cheated on my husband is because I love the lie more. Mm. Period. I love the Bad lie more. Yeah. Uh, you know why? Wow. Because I'd put I'd put hours, mm. <laughs> I put years of resource and time into this lie. Mm. I had built it. I had crafted it. I had nurtured it over and over throughout a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So that cannot go down easy. You got to deal with the Lord on that mm-hmm. serious confession, serious repentance. And here I am with nothing to offer him. My hands completely empty and Justin full of the Holy Spirit looks me in the eyes and says, Casey, I don't know how to not love you. Jeez.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, which is, (laughs) sorry, we're all crying in here. We don't know what to do. Um, Which is exactly how God looks at it. Yes. Yes. Talk to me about that.
0: That is why I am going on record with this story, because it is brutal. Mm. And it's taken me five years to write it, because I've had to relive it. Yeah. And... There's tons of fear with people reading these words and going into detail about this part of my life because I'm the Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not coming at this like I didn't know the Lord and I was in this habitual pattern of sin and then had this, no, I knew the Lord. I was in church. I was on leadership. (laughs) I read my Bible every day. I prayed the prayers. I sang the songs. Yeah. And I was still living in complete bondage. Mm -hmm. So what did that take? For me to finally be free. And that is what I want readers to hear. And it was just like Jesus. Looking at us every single day. Mm. We have nothing to offer him. Our hands are empty. We he, we are prostituting ourselves out. To yeah. a number of things every day. And him looking at us going. On your worst day. Mm. Autumn. On your worst day. Casey. On your worst day listener. I do not know how to not love you. Mm. I was made wow. to love you. To not love you would be to turn on my own self. Mm. There's nothing he can do but that. So grace in that moment unleashed, unleashed, awakening, total awakening in my heart. And I finally began to believe who I am in God. And then from there, obedience can happen. Change can happen. But until I start to trust who I have always been, until I claim what is rightfully mine in him, Mm. Man. Mm. reach that.
1: Uh, the book is called Nothing Wasted. Casey Van Norman is in here um, in the studio today. I I, ya. Lots of people are I, I think I don't I mean I know that we we talked about uh, the rape yesterday and then you know, we're talking about adultery today. Um, I think it's just so incredibly significant that um, there are people, Casey, that are listening to this that will never, tell their pastor that they are going through something like this. I, um, I think, I think you should, Yes, (laughs) I I definitely think, you know, counseling is important, but this, I believe is unlocking some bondage in hearts today. And I know it because I've lived this, Mm -hmm. I've lived that moment, pastor's daughter for 20 years. You know, I, I could tell you everything and I could tell you with a smile and I was super self-righteous and happy about it. Um, but didn't know the Lord Mm. and met the Lord when I was 22 years old for the first time. And the God I met in my abusive marriage on the floor of a house with a man that I was scared was going to kill me. Didn't look like who I thought he was. The Jesus I met was completely different. So the grace that you're talking about, it is real. It is life changing. I don't think you can be the same. After you experience it, there is just, I, I couldn't, you can't, like, I'm, no, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm psycho you're Jesus undone. over here. You're you are undone. undone. You wrote a book called nothing wasted. We have 10 minutes. I want to get to just the contents of this, to those that are very interested in this conversation. Um, go pick, pick it up anywhere books are sold. We've heard a lot about your story. Um, why did you title it? Nothing wasted?
0: Well, I, I need to know that. Hmm. I mean, very first and foremost, I'm just hoping that readers will see that and go, nothing? You mean nothing? Because even in the title, somebody's reading it or hearing it going, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but that, you know, and I, I am really clear in the book. I am really clear that, and I talk, like I say, it's not just um, the broken parts of us. It's the boring parts of us. It's the parts of us that we're how in the world is God using my motherhood? You know, the fact that I'm a mom and I pick up kids every single day and I don't go work in an office or I do laundry or I am a bank teller or a teacher. How is God using even this? And so I just so desperately want us to have an eternal perspective about our life because it just lets us off the hook mm-hmm. of each other and um, the hook of that we need to be, you know, whatever we think we need to be, that we need to compare. We can really start to celebrate one another as the church and really begin to look like what. Um, Jesus meant for the church to look like, mm. which is truly loving one another unconditionally. That yes. means that we have zero expectation or need. <laughs> <laughs> we have zero expectation or need for somebody to be anything to us. And when we can look at the whole of our life from an eternal place, and say, what if this had purpose? What if this had meaning? What if this was meant to show me, like you said, the side of Jesus that I can never unsee? Mm. What would that look like to really walk through our story like that? And so I really hope and pray that this book does that.
1: I love um, this you say in the book. We have a couple of minutes left. Um, a commonly used phrase, and this is from your people sending it over our past does not define us, but you say this is not true, that our past does. Define us. Yeah, we can quit being
0: scared of that. We really can. I I totally get what people are saying. I mean, I think I had this watercolor painting in my office forever. Look forward, not back. Don't look behind. You're not going that way. We we (laughs) Instagram that. It's great. Okay, I I give everyone you know good effort, but not the most helpful because it's physiologically impossible to separate ourselves from any person or experience. So why not look at it? Mm. Why not let it be a part of our story? Why not let it be a part of our future? Why not let it be useful in heaven? Mm. Because I really believe that is the God of the
1: Bible. It's so interesting. We talked before we went on air uh, yesterday that, I mean, everything I've gone through so much stuff. You clearly have too. And I would not be sitting here. I, I, I really do. I can look back on my life, which is, I know that God has done a lot of healing Yes. and say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what I have been through. Thank you, Lord, that your grace covers like I'm going to start crying, too, um, because it can really be one. It can catapult you. Yes. Into this relate this intimacy with Christ that um, you never even knew possible. Right. Without without it. Some of the ugly things
0: in your past. Yeah.
1: What what would you um, wrap up saying to us today, Casey?
0: I this is so simple, but I just want to read a uh, listener, reader, and listener to hear this. Jesus loves you so much. Mm. He loves you so much. He loves you on your worst day. He loves you in your most honest place, and he has a plan and purpose for every single painful, boring, scandalous, embarrassing, shameful, hard experience or relationship in your whole life. Mm. It matters forever.
1: Mm. Uh, my producer pulled this. God takes no pleasure in our pain, but he does purpose it. I believe that's one of your quotes. Um, yes. For those of you that are uh, listening out there, the book is called Nothing Wasted. God Uses the Stuff. You wouldn't. Go pick it up. And just in time for the holidays, Merry Christmas. Put it in all the stockings that you can find. Be Santa Claus and or an elf with the book. Um Casey, what an honor and just such a pleasure and such a gift that you are here with us today. Thank you so much for making the trip. And thank you for letting me come in studio. here. You are awesome. Oh, my I goodness. just love you You're so awesome. much.
0: And thank you for giving this message a microphone. Literally, I couldn't do it without you. So, ma'am. Honored, honored, honored.
1: I am so thankful for this and thank you listener for listening you can catch me guess what right back here tomorrow it's like groundhog day
0: over here uh, on the autumn mile show the autumn Miles show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated to make a donation visit autumnmiles.com and if you make a donation of 100 or more you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month This program is underwritten by Merry Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.